0: Step right up, it's Nailed, a Halo-by-Halo journey through the music of Nine Inch Nails. I'm Blake. I'm Jessica. And welcome to Halo 17, Part 3, Still. Welcome. Welcome. It's finally here. The record that puts a cap on the fragile era, so to speak.
1: Gives us closure on the fragile era.
0: It's closure, but it's not closure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've been anticipating this one and nervous to do this one because everyone loves it so much. I don't want to mess it up.
1: Don't fuck it up, Blake.
0: I also love it, and I always loved it since the day it came out. Um, I feel like
1: you know, there's some division in like the Nine Inch Nails fan base over things like Starfuckers or uh, everything, or that's what I get. But I think. Everyone agrees that still is amazing.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard anybody be like, it still sucks. But I have heard multiple people say it's their favorite period. Not just favorite album, favorite sub-Halo, you could call it. It's not even an LP, really. It's a mishmash of things. Mm -hmm. But we'll get into what it is. I don't know. What the hell is it, Jeff? (laughs) And why is it smushed into Halo 17 with a live album?
1: (laughs) Uh, Now, I don't know that Maybe it just makes sense to put it as. Yeah. To release it all together, since these are kind of pared down performances and then some unreleased items that we'll talk about. Maybe the genesis of those. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, just kind of stripped down versions of some favorite Nine Inch Nails songs.
0: Peeled back versions. But, yeah, it's like counter-programming to the big bombastic Live album And all that could have been Instead of big Nasty and loud It's quiet and soft And Well some of it is Loud Some of
1: it's kind of Some of it's Shouty
0: But it's mostly more quiet Overall Oh Oscar
1: I was wondering Where he was
0: Got some shit to say About Still He It may be quiet But he won't be quiet And Behind (laughs) the curtain We recorded with a guest Earlier today Two Mm -hmm. podcasts in one day Mm Mm-hmm Uh, If you can imagine that. What a life, as (laughs) Joe Pera would say. Um, But he didn't make one single peep Mm -mm. while we were on our Zoom call.
1: Mm -mm. Well, before he was very, very loud, though.
0: Yeah. Right up
1: until we called. That happened.
0: It's not just one fluke. Both the last two guests we did. Mm
1: -hmm. He was quiet the whole time. Mm
0: -hmm. Now we're back just us and he's like time to get loud (laughs) staring at me too
1: so i guess we can just start with the basics about still so it was released january 22nd 2002 um some pedants might call it halo 17 cd2 or (laughs) and all that could have been colon still i mean sure that's a a lot
0: of syllables that's a (laughs) mouthful right there
1: so, uh, you could have bought this as if you bought like the deluxe edition of and all that could have been, this would have been yeah, included as part of that little, little double disc set, or you could buy it from NIN.com, um, which I believe is how I got it. Cause I had the standalone disc.
0: Yeah. I should have got that, but I already had the double disc and
1: yeah. Yep. Well, you know, if you still want it, you can get a copy on Amazon for forty five ninety nine. last I checked. So.
0: I thought it would be more, but still I can't justify that right now.
1: <laughs> so on our last bonus up, we talked about the, uh, uh, the CRC sessions, uh, the Chicago Recording Company sessions, and how they were an inspiration for this album. There was like a little Q&A in the back of a press sheet, and uh, Reznor said, We did a radio show in Chicago where we did such songs as The Fragile and Hurt that were stripped down, though it was not us with acoustic guitars singing Poison songs. <laughs> what you know like an every rose has its thorn kind of okay sing along i don't know so i took those performances and added some other ones we'd done in the studio several new instrumental tracks a new song called and all that could have been and worked it into a heavy melancholic suite for a rainy fall sunday afternoon very specific there
0: we need to be doing this in fall on a sunday when it's raining yeah it can't be a rainy spring, because right now it's spring.
1: Actually, I listened to this the other day when it was very rainy. We've had some rain. I
0: I, I don't know that I ever... I'm sure I have, but it, it's been a really long time. I should have pulled this out on the last rainy day, but didn't think of it.
2: Mm.
0: But it, if you don't have a rainy day, it's even got some rain sound effects on there.
2: Yeah.
0: Built right in. Yeah. I like how on the, the video where they're... Uh, the one that Rob Sheridan did... Trent and Jerome are playing. Um, Is what gone still? I think in Trent's house they got like a big window open and it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. they like good storm. Just like that's part of it. I guess they must have like waited for for <laughs> they it to just rain. And for like all right, a roll
1: thunderstorm. Yep. So this album was originally going to be called Quiet. Um, mm-hmm. There's even a mock-up cover of Quiet, and I think that was in his book Trek. But there's a mock up cover. David Carson. Yeah, of what it would look like. Sorry, David Carson, of what it would have looked like. And the title was Quiet instead of. Did it
0: look the same? I don't think I've seen this.
1: Mm-mm. If you go to NIN Wiki, it does not look the same.
0: It's funny because Quiet version is almost now like an overused thing. Oh, it. Okay. It's like green instead of blue, but it has some of that same underwater looking imagery that it still has, but it's just like a different crop of it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's cool
0: interesting it's very green
1: so uh looking through the liner notes though one thing that stood out to me was um robin fink's thanks did you read these
0: yeah i did
1: okay so he thanks bianca cepeto who he would eventually marry future wife and then terry gross which i thought was really that's it bianca and terry
0: he must have been listening to a <laughs> lot of NPR on the bus maybe. Maybe maybe his mom tour.
1: was driving him to like volleyball practice and was listening to Fresh Air all the time like my mom did. The only other thing I want to talk about and just I just want to briefly mention it because this is something I want to dedicate more time to. So, um I don't want to spend a lot of time on it here nor do I want to gloss over it as some kind of blip, hmm. but uh this album was dedicated to Rodney Robertson who worked for Reznor yeah and we'll come back to him later but I just don't want to kind of skip over it but I don't want to make it very short and sweet right. and try to cram because I in didn't here. know who
0: that was until you told me
1: yeah so I think we are going to do a fragile wrap-up episode where we will talk about some things that we um want to talk about but didn't dedicate a lot of time to mm-hmm. um so I want to talk a little bit about more about Rodney and um the lost weekend stuff. Um, I think Alex asked if we would talk about that, and it felt kind of weird to work it in. So there's some stuff I do want to talk about that we can come back to. Yeah. Um, and Rodney is one of them. So Resner mentioned that there were some instrumentals on here. So these instrumentals are some th- of
0: my favorite parts. Are
1: they three? There's gone still.
0: There's a drift in at peace.
1: Oh, there's four then. A drift in at peace. Gone still. Persistence of, of loss. loss. And then uh, Leaving Hope. Right. Which is my favorite of the, well.
2: I
0: think it's also my favorite of the four instrumentals, yeah. Yeah. I'm just making sure we got that right. (laughs) Yeah, that is correct. And there's only nine tracks uh, in total, 43 minutes. So a breezy.
1: It does feel way too short. When I'm listening to it, I'm always surprised when it's over. I'm like.
0: It's almost like you could think of it as like a long EP like Bad Witch or a short LP, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's, a short LP or
1: a long it's EP. Weird. Those instrumentals, though, some of the tracks on Still are evolutions of rejected themes that Reznor had originally written for One Hour Photo, Mark Romanek's, I guess, feature film debut, maybe?
0: Last time I was looking and he had some indie thing before, okay. in like the 80s. Okay. But I don't know if it counts as a feature film.
1: Was it a student film maybe? Because sometimes they list those. Yeah, I'm not sure. They'll
0: put anything on IMDb. <laughs> this is might have been his first major theatrical.
1: Yes. And so because he already had rapport with Reznor and you know he directed two of his music videos. And also uh, knowing that Reznor had- well, yeah, and knowing that Reznor had worked in scoring, right, he did Quake, he did Lost Highway, and right. then he kind of remixed, like, the, the nat- Natural Born Killers yeah. stuff. Um, of course, it makes sense that he would reach out to, to Reznor and see if he was interested in doing the scoring work. Right. But the studio, who was the studio, by the way, that released that movie? Oh, God,
0: know? I don't know. I, let me look.
1: Okay. So, the studio apparently exerted some pressure on Romantic and...
0: Fox Searchlight. That's kind of was my first instinct.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: But I wasn't sure.
1: So, they wanted him to work with a more established film score composer.
0: This guy, Reznor, he's not going anywhere. (laughs) In film scores? No way.
1: Yeah. So, um, they ended up going with the... Two unknowns. Two composers. Well... Uh, Reinhold Heil and Johnny Klemek, um, they are mainly known for their collaborations with director Tom Tickver. He did Run, Lola, Run, um, Cloud Atlas. Have you ever seen Run, Lola, Run? No. It's good.
0: Yeah, I probably should have, but nope.
1: I think it's kind of a banger of a movie if I remember.
0: Have a good score?
1: Yeah, I remember liking the score. Did you like to score for a one hour photo? Uh,
0: yes. I thought it was fine and serviceable for the movie. Mm-hmm. It fit well.
1: Do you think um, maybe a different score might have made the movie a well, little yes. bit better?
0: <laughs> I was as, as we were listening to it, and it sounded nice in surround. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mixed well for that, and I was thinking this is kind of cool. But also, it's kind of like the discount Trent Reznor score. Yeah, there's no way the movie would not have been better with a Trent Reznor score. <laughs> uh, I'm almost certain of it.
1: Yeah. So this kind of came out, though, in a Q&A with fans. I think this might have been one of like the NIN access Q&As, maybe, uh-huh. on NIN.com. Harris asked, I've never run across any interviews about Still. It's a wonderful album, by the way, one of my favorites of yours. How much of the material was prepared specifically for Still, and how much was taken from the fragile or even the downward spiral? The persistence of loss does bear some resemblance to at the heart of it all.
0: The, the Aphex Twin track? Uh, I guess because at the heart of it all has like horns mm-hmm. on it, and persistence of loss is also very horn based. It's horny. Oh my god! <laughs> Literally horny.
1: <laughs> okay, so Reznor said. Uh, Resner replied. Still was kind of an anomaly, but is probably my favorite thing of mine at the moment. I had written some themes for Mark Romanek's one-hour photo that they didn't like. I did, however, and some of them evolved into still. I wanted a rainy day counterpoint to the bombast of and all that could have been. I was very sick through the recording of that and it conjures up some volatile memories. So, um sick
0: through the recording of I think he's referring
1: still. to and and all that could have been. That
0: maybe? would make more sense. That would make more sense. that He was sick and so, then and was doing better by the time I, Still was released.
1: I think the counterpoint was maybe he was in a better place when he recorded still and wanted yeah. something to kind of bounce it out maybe for himself.
0: Sure. Feel better about it. Yeah. Um, but no one ever verified which tracks on still were.
1: Mm-mm. And none of the demos have been leaked <gasps> and we don't even know how those evolved into what we hear now, you know, on still, like we have yeah. no idea how much of that original track actually evolved and made it into something that's on the album. We don't know.
0: I have guesses as far as which
1: so i had never i mean there could be multiple i had never watched the movie until last night the things I, we watch for this podcast you are know what's wild
0: i was working at the movie theater and i saw it multiple times to- i think i saw it in the theater uh-huh. i also saw it uh i think i rented the dvd probably uh, later on i never i was already a huge nin fan I didn't know who Mark Romanek was because I was dumb. (laughs) And I never put two and two together. I had no idea the connection, but I knew I liked the movie. Yeah. And it's kind of a – it's an interesting movie. It's decent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You know, I think um, for some reason I thought that he played a serial killer, and I was very wrong. He played a serial killer in a different movie that was released a little bit – after this or You're, before?
0: I think before. You're confusing it with
1: The Christopher Nolan movie where he plays a serial killer, right? Is it Insomnia? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's the with one.
1: With Al Pacino? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: This one is just a serial stalker or a serial creep. Yeah, he's something. very
1: creepy. It's it's the what's weird is that it's creepy, but he's also just the cringiest human that you've ever Yeah Yeah. <laughs> encountered. It has no it, it's anyway.
0: Not good social skills.
1: <laughs> Poor poor Cy, the the film guy
0: the photo guy Uh, the photo
1: guy camera guy i don't remember. my
0: uh my guess is that what what were discarded when our photo score pieces are i think only two stood out to me gone still Uh and persistence of loss leaving hope possibly but it seemed it seems too like too good
1: (laughs) yeah and i would say it's definitely not a drifting piece.
0: No, because "Adrift in a Piece" is the cousin song to, to "La Mer." Yeah,
1: it's definitely not.
0: And it's not the becoming because that is an old <laughs> song, unrelated. Do you
1: think maybe though it was um, something I can never have? Just kidding. Quiet. <laughs> no, version. that was already Quiet in.
0: Uh, that was already in "Natural Born Killers."
1: Oh, true, true. Also, before we go into like a quick track by track, just want to mention that there were. I guess you could say music videos kind of made for these that I believe Rob Sheridan directed all of them. And they were live performances that were made specifically to accompany the release of still. And those were the becoming something I can never have and gone still
0: to me. um, We just watched these and listened.
1: Okay. So the becoming version that we heard Mm -hmm. the audio for it was the same as featured on the album, but the performance doesn't sync up with the sound. Yeah.
0: That, yeah, Slightly. I kind of gathered that from watching, and it's identical, obviously, um, sonically. Yeah. Uh, Gone Still is very obviously a different version yes. and very live. Something I Can Never Have, I think, is a different take, mm-hmm. but like even on the album still, Something I Can Never Have is the most live-sounding, probably, because there's almost nothing to it. There might be some overdubs of guitar in the midpoint of the song, but not much else besides um the voice piano and uh Jerome doing a few acoustic plucks. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's basically just Jerome and Trent except for on The Becoming Danny is on there and I think yeah. The Becoming was actually played at Nothing Studios and then the other two videos were made um I believe in his home, his Trent's New house Orleans which home.
0: also looks like a funeral parlor. <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> well,
1: I mean it's a New Orleans mansion. What are you going to do like Yeah. I don't know, tear everything down and make it, like, modern-looking?
0: Nah. No.
1: You gotta do something gothic and...
0: But don't underestimate Jerome Dillon. He um is a big part of these still performances. He's in the liner notes as uh, one of Trent's main collaborators on performing these tracks. Man, it's so weird how now Trent is pretending he was never in the band. <laughs> He had a long stint. I mean, the fragile through with teeth, that's a six year era there, even though a lot of it was not doing anything. Two tours. Anyway, he was good at what he did.
1: Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we go song by song through this album at all?
0: No, I just really like it.
1: Well, we'll finish that up in our final thoughts. You don't have
0: to. I'm not going to be able to say everything I want to say as we listen, but I hope I can do it some justice.
1: Yeah, I guess one thing we could do is just give our final thoughts on one hour photo. Um, I give it zero inches because it does not have a score by Trent Reznor.
0: That's not fair. It, it shows him. It's a it's good bit of filmmaking by Romantic.
1: It's actually, there were some scenes uh, where you could really tell it was Romantic because of the way he likes to play with lights. And yeah. So there's a scene where he's running through like a, a car garage, a parking garage, and uh-huh. there's like these cool lights up above, like in this strange pattern. And I'm Very like, look stylized. at those. Yeah. Look at that. Um, and also, Mark, uh, Romantic made a movie I liked a lot called uh, Never Let Me Go. Never Let You Go. Hold on.
0: I, think I thought it was Never Let Me Go.
1: No, I think we're thinking of the Depeche Mode song. And never I'm let that's, that's
0: Never Let Me Down again.
1: No. <laughs> there's a Never Let Me Go on their new album. Uh,
0: they have two.
1: Yeah, okay. I was uh, right. I was right. The book and the movie was called Never Let Me Go, and then the Depeche Mode song is also called Never Let Me Go.
0: So they have Never Let Me Down again.
1: Uh-huh. And they also have People Are Good, and there's People Are People. <laughs>
0: I don't care for this, Depeche Mode. (laughs) I'm just double-checking here.
1: Yes, I promise you. Never Let Me Go is a really great track on Memento Mori.
0: Yeah, Never Let Me Go. Too similar. I mean...
1: Maybe they were inspired by the movie slash book.
0: The Last of Us is too fresh in our memories. We're getting confused over here.
1: Oh, I'm fine.
0: I'm Okay, I'm confused. But I had
1: to double-check the title because I was like, wait, am I thinking of the Depeche Mode song or am I thinking of the actual movie? Yeah, so it is Never Let Me Go. You're really right. good book and uh, romantic directed that movie. And I liked that movie. I don't know if other people did, but I. thought I need it was to see good. it. I haven't. It was really sad. But you can
0: tell one hour photo. I cried was, a lot. You can tell one hour photo was made by someone who really, really digs photography. Obviously.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, let's go into something I can never have. This always makes me think of maybe, like, a, a horror movie score. Really? Yeah, it just has a little bit of a creepy Green vibe sparse. to it. Always has. Kind of like
0: the Halloween mm-hmm. piano. It's so much softer and cleaner than the Pretty Hate Machine version, because there's no, like, electro noises. Like, no industrial uh, dissonant. You know? You know that stuff that's in there? <laughs> And then instead of the secondary piano line, it's the acoustic guitar, which I, I like.
1: Yes, I do like that.
0: Pretty sure I like this better than the Pretty Hate Machine version. We'll just, I'll put that out there.
3: I still recall the
1: taste of your tea. And
0: I, I think the vocal performance is overall better on this one. But I mean, he had 10 years of maturing his voice.
1: Yeah, I love them both for different reasons, so I'm not going to. Oh. Pick one over the other. I don't think I can. i love them both. The favorite dreams of you
3: still wash ashore. Scraping through my head till I don't want to sleep
0: anymore. Yeah, a very one take live feel. to hear a really cool aspect of the mix with his vocals. We're hearing a quiet mono, like centered vocal here. But as he gets louder, we hear it bleed into stereo and it's it like totally makes it for me. One of the coolest things about this album it also happens on becoming Louder as he goes.
3: Back then, I couldn't do things that I can do now. This thing is slowly taking me apart.
0: Yeah, just listen to the vocal as he goes into the chorus here, and then I'll talk more about it. Would be the color.
3: I had a heart. Come on, tell me. You make this so go away. You make this so go away. I'm down
0: to. You hear the stereo sound of the room a lot more more as he's yelling louder. It's one of two things. It probably most likely. We're hearing the stereo mic bleed from the piano that is stereo miked. It could also be two room mics that are gated to only allow signal in when um, he gets past a certain point of loudness. That that technique is used notably on like in utero um, songs like the last what's the last song on in utero All Apologies, All apologies. when he gets loud mm-hmm. you hear the big stereo room sound I hope I'm getting it right but an Albini mix thing of his voice would bleed into the room mics and they'd only open up when it his volume went above the gate level. Really cool effect. All that to say, it sounds cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely does.
0: And I like how he goes from like whispering to loud here. Whisper to scream.
1: It's a good song, whisper to a scream.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite part. Of who I used to be Come on, tell me you
0: That's why I like this version better
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mainly that, that choice
3: i go away
0: No bird tweets though.
3: I just want something I
2: can never,
0: I, can never I like the ends on these whispers. Barely audible. What do you think of the choice to open the album with that?
1: Well, I think it's a, a fan favorite. hmm. Um, and it's that right mi- mixture of uh, soft and loud. Um, and because it is very sparsely arranged, I think it's kind of a, a good intro to what to expect yeah. from various parts of this album.
0: Right. It's like the most stripped down thing, mm-hmm. maybe. So it's, yeah, showing you what you're going to get. I only have a few clips for Clips Corner on this one. But you know I had to isolate these vocals <laughs> that I love so much. So here's my favorite part. Everywhere I look, you're
3: all I see. Just a fading fucking reminder of who I used to be. Your tell me you make this all go away you make this all go away i'm down to just one thing i'm starting to scare myself you make this all go away you make this all go away I just want something I just want something I can never have I just want something I can never
2: have I can never
0: I'll have to crank that up. You can hear his, the tiniest of, of whisperings at the very end there.
1: Hmm. Every time I hear that song, I just want to give Trent a hug. Oh, yeah.
0: Here's one thing you can have a hug
1: <laughs> from me, from May.
0: From May. Yeah, I love how he says May and that he definitely is shouting, come on, tell May. Um, In the bridge part where the birds should be, instead of birds, we get a cool kind of electric guitar drones. You kind of have to crank it up to to hear it, which I did. If I had to guess, that's an overdub from Trent. Done later. And Jerome's doing the uh, acoustic in the room. The next one, Adrift and at Peace, should we go on to that?
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. So yeah. this one was written and performed by Reznor, engineering by Dave Rave, and programming by Keith Hillebrand. So this is the conclusion to La Mer. In one of those NIN.com access questions, a fan asked, what is the connection between Into the Void and La Mer? They have the same melody, and I remember a television commercial for The Fragile, which seemed to fuse both songs together. Did these two songs begin as one? And Reznor replied, A lot of The Fragile involved songs emerging from bits of other songs, very organically and subconsciously. Into the Void and La Mer both grew from the same place, taking two very different directions. La Mer's conclusion is adrift and at peace on still. So, um, Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so one other thing was that this, part of this was sampled by Coil (laughs) on a remix called Hello, Victim, Awake. The Victim Gets Back His Freedom from the plastic spider thing, uh, Coil remixed. So this was a weird thing. I've never heard of this in my life. Me neither. (laughs) Um, I looked up the album on Discogs. I, I tried to find as much information about it as I could. So... On Discogs, it's described as an album that is comprised of remixes of Coil's music that were originally used as the soundtrack for the performance art piece "Plastic Spider Thing," um, yeah. and it also lists um, Black Sun Productions. It's like with Black right. Sun Productions and Coil, so I think that's the the duo who did the performance art piece called "Plastic Spider uh, Thing," and they okay. use Coil's music. Yeah. I could not find much about it. I don't just not a lot, but um, it was released on. Coil's label in 2002 and credited to Black Sun Productions only at the time.
0: Yeah, I love that it's the same year as still. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then later, and uh, I think it was 2017, Rust Blade Records reissued it. And that's when the um, Coil was added to it. So, oh. yeah.
0: As far as, maybe so, I haven't heard the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the Coil, re- this is not a Coil remix. Maybe some of the other things on it are. This is a remix of a Nine Inch Nails track, (laughs) not a remix of a Coil track, and I'll I'll show that I'll show my work later with a clip. Okay. uh, After we play the song itself.
1: Yeah, on the Rustblade Records website, they had a little bit more detail about the album. They said this album featuring Coyle's music literally remixed and rearranged in ritual form to serve as a soundtrack to the Black Sun Productions' extreme performance art spectacle entitled Plastic Spider Things, following the performer's every move. Synths, drones, and psychedelic textures lead us on a mystical tour of sex and magic, serving as a testament to the undeniable connection between Coyle's music, ritual magic, and performance art.
0: Sounds unhinged.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, And I don't know much about Black Sun Productions either. And there's a bio on Restblade Records' website about them. It said that they're former members of Coil Live, and Coil Live was in quotation marks. so (laughs) I don't know.
0: I don't know either. I'd have to ask a a Coil person. Yeah. Which I obviously am not.
1: But it kind of was intriguing because I wanted to find more information about it. And I just didn't have the time to really dig deep because I just found this out last night.
0: I have, I have theories, uh-huh. but we'll, uh, we should talk about it after we hear the real.
1: Okay. Song. Okay.
0: Very similar, like, um, I'm not a piano player, but the pattern is similar to the way you play La Mer. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe. Ixie has, look up Ixie's video. <laughs> yeah, it's in another three, four waltzy piano bass with that really high. The really high piano on one side.
1: I love that high piano
0: yeah that's up at the far far right side of the piano where it's almost lost its uh, melodic it's more percussive than melodic this one's super super simple but very very nice
1: does give me a feeling like i'm just kind of floating or bobbing in the water like yeah. a like a buoy or something like you're a, adrift yeah it's really the, perfectly named yeah the title
0: <laughs> i mean the title's apt and the the water ocean metaphors um continue through with this i do like that bass synth that comes in hmm Is this a um, Trent Reznor only one?
1: Said performance Trent Reznor.
0: Something weird just happened there that I have a clip of. Yeah, there's like, it sounds Mm -hmm. like radio static, radio interference almost. Or just kind of channel surfing.
2: Yeah. It's weird.
0: Very faintly in the background. It's nice. It's almost almost like a little sketch of a song. Not that much to it but um i still really like it a lot very pretty
1: very very pretty very
0: yeah. not that uh, very unlike nine inch nails up to this point maybe except for obviously some of their prettier softer
1: stuff <laughs> um this one kind of has like a weird buoyancy to it that, that i was trying to describe and i don't think i got it right but
0: well yeah buoyancy like floating
1: mm-hmm. do you have some clips for us
0: yeah we heard a thing where it did this weird pan to the right, and I'll play the clip of it.
1: I've always loved that; it's he such just, a weird thing. He
0: took the whole mix and just shifted it to the right very briefly. It's so strange. <laughs> and then it Got just comes attention. back. Yeah, you're it, kind it, of
1: lulled, and then you're right. Oh, what happened there? Jars
0: um. you awake or something? Okay, here I put uh, a drift and La Mer on top of each other to demonstrate that they are, in fact, related. (laughs) Okay. They both have that really high tink 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 um it's really
1: lovely though yeah it's nice i want want all of that
0: i didn't shift the pitch at all they're in the same key i made i think i had to make a drift ever so slightly faster but only a little bit they're not the exact same tempo Mm -hmm. so should i play i'll play just a little bit of the coil whatever the hell that long title is (laughs) uh not wide awake by lacuna coil Mm-mm. What's it called? Coil awake.
1: Okay. Hello, victim. Awake. From the plastic spider thing.
0: Disturbing artwork on this. Sounds like something backwards. <laughs> sure sounds an awful like adrift and at peace backwards. So yeah, it goes on for about the same amount of, for about the same length as a drift. And so I reversed it.
2: And it sounds like this.
0: So they added delay to it. A delay that kind of matches the tempo, and then they reversed it. And that's literally all they did, and it's the song in its entirety. Add <laughs> delay, then reverse.
1: This is just chaos. I like
0: it. Yeah. I think I might like it better this way than the reverse, but then people would just be like, "Oh, it's just that nine-inch nails track." It kind of seems like they maybe they needed to come up with something for this performance art to back this performance art really mm-hmm. quickly.
1: Maybe, <laughs>
0: and they it it it's kind of uninspired to me. I mean, a remix is one thing, but this is just add delay and reverse. It's more like dub, but I've heard a lot of dub where more effort went in. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, maybe it was a rush job. I don't know. And there's even more, (laughs) um, from, from still later on, which you'll, you'll tell us about, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. which is, which is really weird. Yeah. But yeah, that's what it is.
1: So it has been played live and, um, I can play you a clip of it if you would like. Okay. So we've talked about the bridge school benefit before. Mm -hmm. So this is
0: a very stripped down.
1: Yeah. Well, it includes... I believe it was played with, yeah, a string quartet. Oh, right. Mm Mm-hmm. Still want to know who these rude people are.
0: There's so much, like, (laughs) chit-chatting in these recordings. Yeah. This is cool. It's Mm -hmm. It's a... different arrangement for sure but I like it
2: Mm
1: Much more mournful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kinda, but there's playfulness there too with the the plucking. Plucking? Yeah. I wish I was hearing a better (laughs) recording with less audience noise. If you paid
1: for it, maybe it would be better. (laughs) I don't even (laughs) know if it's still available to buy anywhere.
0: was trent doing i wonder mm-hmm. is he doing some of the pluckies
1: maybe i don't know because this is just a still picture it doesn't have a yeah video
0: some nin fan you could hear him screaming <laughs> fuck
1: yeah <laughs> okay you ready to talk about the fragile
0: the fragile mm-hmm. we remember this from the crc session but this ain't like that.
1: No, it's not. And I I'm was going to say it. I think I prefer this version to. I, I do too. To the album version and the, the CRC. I, I feel like the quieter arrangement. I, I feel like the arrangement fits the song better and the lyrics. And it takes out some of the cheesiness <laughs> to me. Because to me, it does sound. The album version kind of sounds like. Rock ballad I I don't know how to describe it. It's never been like my favorite. Uh-huh. There are things I like about it, but it's, it's never been like my favorite track on The Fragile. But this arrangement, had it been like this on The Fragile, I probably would have liked it a lot more.
0: I don't like it better than the album version because the album version has the big anthemic heroic choruses with the layered vocal melodies that I love. So... That kind of wins for me, but I think I I'm glad they did it this way instead of the way they did it on CRC, which is just kind of a the way they do it live as heard on the MTV music awards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like I like both versions.
1: I prefer this one. But that's just but this that's is, just me.
0: This is just Trent and what I think is a Rhodes piano and Jerome drumming at the end.
1: It is very very else. simple. And I think that that kind of sparseness adds a lot to it for me. So.
0: Well, I think it subtracts a lot. Well, literally.
1: I think we're getting a divorce. Hey. I'm going to find me a BF who agrees. I'll
0: get you a man who can play the roads.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Big deal.
3: She's
0: I do like that part that he's playing there. It's pretty different from what's on the record. I think maybe the album version could have started like this or something. I don't know. It'd be it'd be hard to split the difference. But I get what you mean. soft delivery mm-hmm.
3: I won't let you fall apart I won't let you fall apart I won't let you fall apart she reads Oh there's
0: something extra there Kinda of sounds like an ebo on an electric guitar or something like that, a drone. I think note. it was added in later. Yeah, that's an overdub.
3: Mm-hmm. If I could fix myself I, 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 But it's too late for me. I won't let
0: and then some bass guitar.
3: Fall apart,
0: I do like his vocal delivery here.
2: Apart.
0: I it's so deliberate let
2: you fall
3: apart. I let you fall apart.
0: Okay, silence It's just nothing You can hear a lot of, if you crank it way up You can hear it it's Room noise and
1: you know how i like pauses silence and, and this is a
0: very long pause <laughs> longer than like the march of the pigs pause maybe
3: and
0: this quiet bridge is pretty suited for something like this I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of that part vocally okay so mimicking the guitar solo that also kind of sounds like the frail (laughs) (laughs) what's that? oh it's drums fading in that is a cool effect
1: and I yeah. love anything that's kind of like
0: oh that scream in yeah. the background there like he was far away when yeah he screamed
1: I like it but off mic kind of screams
0: right now you've only got drum in the left ear <laughs> that that vocalization is good yep. right there that's good and then there's a really distorted version of the drum in the right ear. It's like so much drum, it's about to, about to bust. Yeah. Such a cool drum part. And then 30 full seconds of this drone outro. Not exaggerating.
1: I love a good drone outro. Yeah.
0: I really love the final big chorus on the fragile
2: Mm
0: -hmm. on the album. The way it's super loud and layered and vocal harmonies. But this one this one competes. Just the way it ends there. Mm -hmm. That that's the best part for me is that final. Chorus with the the huge drums.
1: Yeah. Well, this is the version of the fragile that I love. Okay. So, I guess we'll just have to um, call a lawyer tomorrow morning. Damn
0: it! <laughs> Everything's going to make me get divorced.
1: <laughs> I'm going to call Brad Bradshaw.
0: No, there's no lawyer open on Sunday, so good luck. I with bet that. you,
1: Brad Bradshaw's open. Whatever. He's a surgeon, uh, an attorney, and a Dentist? I don't know. He does something else. He's got uh, a doctor, surgeon, doctor, yeah. lawyer. I don't know.
0: Well, that's debatable. <laughs> it's a local, uh, local references. Uh-huh. Sorry. Everybody loves those.
1: Tolbert <laughs> <laughs> Beetle Simch, and Musgrave. Jesus. <laughs>
0: oh. Remember when they
1: got rid of Simsh? That was sad.
0: Tolbert Beetle and Musgrave. Yeah,
1: I was like, what happened to Simsh?
0: They're the firm in town that has these. They have some ad agency make commercials that I think does does the same commercial for people all over the country, but mm-hmm. switches out the names. Yeah, I think so. There's like a coffee g- gets dropped when someone finds out that they've hi- hired Tolbert, Beetle, and Musgrave. <laughs> what? Dropping my coffee over that one.
1: <laughs> do you have any clips on this one? Yes. All right.
0: The drums, baby. Soft at first. Oh, wait. I got, okay, listen for that shout. I know, it's I in love there. that shout. That's good.
1: I love when artists get really excited and into the performance. He was into ho- it. Scream. He,
0: you can't accuse him of phoning this one in.
1: Mm-mm. He's feeling it.
0: Props to Jerome for banging this one out. Double kick and that 16th snare at the end. It's all about that. It's like distorting all to hell.
1: I could just listen to like an album of Jerome just drumming. <laughs> That was great. I should
0: make some breakbeats out of it and just loop it. Okay, one more. Okay. Some vocals.
3: But it's too late for me. I won't let you fall apart. I won't let you fall apart. Let you fall
1: apart okay all right one other thing um, a version of this was well a similar version was played at once again the bridge school benefit and with that string quartet
3: she
2: ooh
1: Do a whole episode about this benefit.
0: I'm sure when it comes to that, we'll we'll have to in the timeline.
3: Everything is meaningless. Fragile, she doesn't see her beauty, she tries to get away. Times it's just that nothing seems worth saving I can't watch her slip away I won't let you fall apart I won't let you fall apart I won't let you fall
0: Does this one Do drums come in in this one?
1: I've never listened to it before. This is oh, the first time I've listened wow. to it. Okay. Sometimes I just save things and I'm like, mm, I'll save it. If I could fix
3: myself I'd
0: Ooh. Tremolo
3: But it's too late for me.
0: I like that. It's really big. I
3: won't let you fall apart I won't let you fall
2: apart mm-hmm.
0: They think it's over <laughs> Or is it?
3: We'll find the perfect place to go oh, that's nice. We can run and
0: hide build a wall. i think this is the best version of the bridge the
3: other side.
0: worth sitting to listen to the whole thing Mm -hmm. he was in a very good screaming era (laughs) at that point Mm -hmm. i think with teeth had um honed his voice
1: oscar thinks so too yeah
0: oscar's here to do some of his own screaming (laughs) but yeah a lot of that was kind of a best of both worlds situation i did like that
1: do you want to talk about the becoming
0: yeah the only the only downward spiral track to make it on here,
1: yeah, not we didn't get two versions of hurt
0: not hurt, and I was thinking about this as I was listening. I think I'm so glad with the decision to do this and swap hurt out for this,
1: yeah. it's kind of unexpected,
0: yeah, it's out of left field, but it's mm-hmm. so worth it,
1: yeah. this is such a great arrangement. Such a good version. Who of would have Becoming. thought that yeah.
0: this one, the most one of the most electronic, weird ones off that album would have made a great strip back version. But yeah, they could have done hurt yet another time, but they did something more unique and
1: yeah. It's great. Yeah. And also there's no um no loops, no samples, no no robot jocks.
0: No robot jocks. <laughs> there there are Loops and Uh, electronics a little bit, but it is cut way back.
1: I meant like the, I meant of the,
0: yeah, the, uh, the oh, no, okay, no, no screaming of the, of agony. Yeah. (laughs) None of that. None of that. So that's a big change. And that makes it a little more easy to listen to.
1: (laughs) It really does. I think I talked on the episode when we talked about the becoming that it kind of made me feel a little sick sometimes.
0: Yeah. I, I've heard like people say the same or, thing. or
1: something. It, it's really disorienting, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's unsettling, obviously, mm-hmm. and meant, meant to be. Okay, should I play it. Do it. All right. I like how we're hearing maybe rain or just a lot of atmospheric sound yeah. that kind of subs in for the screaming and all that sampled uh, chaos. maybe the only drum machine on still I'm trying, to, trying to think here the only like electronic pure drum beat on on this album i think and then supplemented by some, uh, some real live drums too
1: I like how this still has a lot of texture.
0: Yeah, there's acoustic guitar textures, fake drums, real drums, got the big stereo loud vocals.
3: This
0: is like the loudest one on on still, I think, other than maybe certain parts of and all that could have been. I like that final line goes to, goes to mono. They take away the room sound. That they kept that uh, noise in the background there, along with the acoustic guitar strumming, kind of sounds like an acoustic guitar in one ear and then the other, a really muted electric. It's clean.
2: Kind
0: of. I could be wrong on that. Very, very low passed though. That's a way better way to perform that vocal right there to go back into the verse. I love how it ends, it's the best. Starts from super quiet and then goes to once again whisper to a scream. I also like that it it doesn't go, unlike the album, it doesn't go back to the acoustic strumming. It just ends right there, which mm-hmm. is an awesome place to end it.
1: I also like the acoustic strumming, though.
0: I do, but it's cool to have it just as an interlude in the middle of the song mm-hmm. and then go out on the really loud scream and do a sudden cut. Um, I like that way of doing it, too. And we don't get the really unhinged, like, falsetto Trent vocals in this like that are on the album. So he makes up for it by just giving a really great uh, single take performance.
1: Do you have any clips on this one?
0: I have a cool thing or two. Had to get this. just made a loop of it if anybody can identify the drum machine let me know if those are samples from a specific i don't recognize it off the top of my head yeah i don't know cool though and then you know i had to isolate some of those vocals that i love
3: won't give up once
0: me dead got my favorite part
3: noise inside my head won't give up once me dead and god damn this noise inside my head won't give up once me dead and got damn this noise inside my head it won't give up once me dead and got damn this noise inside it won't give up it once me down got damn this noise inside Won't give up once me down God damn this noise
1: Sick. Super sick. Alright. Okay. Do you think now's a good time to take a little break?
0: Yeah. The next one switches gears. Mm-hmm. Uh big time on mood, so we'll take a break and be right back. Gone, still. Gone, comma, still. Mm-hmm. Could almost call it the title track. It says still in it. <laughs> Anything to say before we do this one?
1: Just from the liner notes performance, Trent Reznor. engineered Just by, uh, Yeah. Engineering by Dave and programming by Keith.
0: Again, this is one of the two that I w- I'm pretty sure was going to be a one-hour photo. I'll talk about why, but here it is. little acoustic and piano action it's a nice song there's not a lot to this one that's part of the reason I think it was for a score it kind of keeps one mood and does the same thing throughout Mm -hmm. and that's useful for score work the pads here I really like, add some good atmosphere this one's only two and a half minutes a little mood piece, you know? sense there and then it just kind of fades out that one I don't even have any clips for because it's like what am I gonna clip out you know
1: yeah it's just pretty pretty minimal not much to it but mm-hmm. I still think it's cool Yeah. And actually, um, according to NIN Wiki, this has been played live um, during, it debuted on the first night of the Wave Goodbye tour and was played throughout that tour. hmm. And when played, it usually preceded The Way Out Is Through. However, Reznor was not on stage for this song when it was performed.
0: Oh, weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know who was playing it. It
1: was like Robin and whoever the band was at the time. (laughs) Robin and someone else. I don't know. This is when he
0: took his bathroom. This right? is
1: when he went to the went to the bathroom.
0: Well, as you get older,
1: got grabbed some got Gatorade, chugged it. Gotta stay yeah. hydrated. And uh
0: God. I would drink gallons if I had to do his job. <laughs> gallons per night. But could you see that one underneath the Robin Williams being creepy?
1: Maybe, maybe more like the uh, the scenes where he's developing film.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Like kind of an everyday thing.
0: What I've learned in my tiny bit of scoring work is that you, at first you underestimate how much neutral mood music you'll need. Just kind of something that stays at an even keel and doesn't say much (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. well you don't want to you know you don't want to take away from the action on the screen you want to add to it and maybe enhance it or set a mood but you don't want to yeah
0: you don't want it so big that it overpowers you don't want it too boring
1: i mean in certain scenes obviously you do want an overpowering score but for the most part just the kind of background
0: yeah and there's a lot of like tedious stuff that happens in One hour photo, mostly Uh about developing film
1: (laughs) or stalking a person,
0: yeah, yeah, sure,
1: who comes into the save mart to get the good old save mart, good old. I love save mart.
0: Connie Nielsen has some great hairstyles in that. Check it out if you haven't.
1: 2002 was a crazy year for hair,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's nice.
1: Okay, I have a question for you Mm -hmm. if you were the little boy in that movie Mm -hmm. and uh. Psy the camera guy.
0: Photo guy. But same difference, but...
1: I keep saying that. They call him
0: Sai the photo guy, okay. but so yeah. So
1: the photo guy comes up to you after soccer practice and then gives you a toy that you've been wanting. Would you take e- it?
0: Evangelion. Uh-huh. Um, I would because I was more of a little shit. This... <laughs> in the movie, he doesn't take it because he knows well, he see, shouldn't accept I, a gift from strangers. What
1: I thought... And this is maybe a spoiler for the movie. But I thought that the parents had communicated about like the creepiness towards the father at the store and like the weird vibes the father was sensing. Oh. And they had told the son, hey, watch out for him. You know, don't.
0: That would have been a nice scene to include in the movie. But they yeah. didn't,
1: obviously, because they acted like, I don't know. I it, think... just, it just seemed like it was not something that they talked about.
0: I'm sorry that it's sorry. All, there's a lot of one-hour photo content in this episode <laughs> <laughs> about everyone's favorite album. <laughs> I think they wanted to convey that this boy has a very is is wise beyond his years and has a good heart and knows what's right, <laughs> mm. even though the rest of us may not have at that age.
1: I totally would have taken a toy. Tw- yeah, could, I I'd never be, had enough. I'd be like, toys. give me that
0: shit. I don't care if you're a predator that, that I've never met.
1: Mega hair Barbie. You
0: know how bad I want a Sega Genesis. <laughs> I don't care who gives it to me.
1: Bad enough to climb in this van, sir.
0: You got Sonic the Hedgehog in that van. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm in.
1: Let's go. Okay. I guess we can move on um, to the day the world went away. Oh, yes. Uh, So the performance on this is listed to basically the band, right? Reznor, uh, Fink, Loner, Dylan, but Hillebrandt (laughs) instead of Klauser.
0: As we discussed, Klauser is off making, scoring uh, Nash Bridges or something like that. (laughs) No. (laughs) He was busy.
1: Yeah. But yeah, this is
0: kind of the band's all here for this one. Yep. We have a bit of the recognizable drone, but it just kind of comes in and out at a few key points. So this, as we talked about on the CRC bonus episode, if you don't have access to that feed, almost exactly the way it's played in that session, but this is a nicer recording of it, not the same. is something really nice about having soft piano chords in place of 50 extremely dirty guitar layers. went away where the vocal goes up <laughs> we both pointed up toward the ceiling thank you for making that meme you know who you are love that little chromatic strum there the drone comes back in strategically and the coolest chill drum beat in the world Yeah, I think it's it's competitive with quiet version and album version for which is the best version. You know, I can make a case for any of them. isolate the drum later. Love that rattly snare wire. Just hangs around so long. Maybe that's Keith on the um, synth pads there. na-na's, but there is a little vocalization at the very end. Instead, the piano does the na-na-na's. transitional choice to have the rain lead from this into and all that could have been do
1: you have clips for this one at all
0: i have one clip i only needed to pull out one because for most of it it's just like what what do i even need to pull out yeah nothing really but i did have to get this loop Such a quiet drum. Listen to that rattle. Yeah, the driest, rattliest snare of all time. But okay, other thoughts.
1: No, it's it's very nice. It's just like the quiet kind of you know the quiet version is, as you were talking about.
0: Yeah, they're okay. both. It's another quiet version, mm-hmm. but it's not the
1: no, it's not parentheses
0: but it's, quiet version. Yeah,
1: no, I love it. I think it's great.
0: It's good. I've almost
1: I like just kind of the chill vibe out towards the end with just the ooze. Like, yeah, I like that a lot.
0: Maybe it's just from doing the podcast, but I I have almost had day of the world went away fatigue by this point though. That's maybe the only downside. I'm like, let's get on to the new thing and all that could have been. I've heard so many versions of The Day the World Went Away so many times.
1: Do you want to listen to Porter Ricks again real quick? Oh, God.
0: <laughs> my my trauma.
1: Um, all right. So, and all that could have been. This is a new song, and it is not an instrumental nope. like the rest of the new content is. And writing credits are for both Reznor and Danny Loner, and so yeah. is performance credits. So... Danny. I wonder
0: if he's doing that guitar.
1: I don't know. I love that guitar.
0: It's a great guitar.
1: It's so good, and it reminds me of something, and I can't think of what it is, and it's driving me crazy.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking of. I do know it. it's, it's not like anything Nine Inch Nails has. No.
1: This really stands out, I feel like, in their body of work.
0: Yeah. When I first got this, when it dropped, I was like, holy shit, time for some new material. We've heard this... You know other versions of older songs, but this is an entirely new song, not just an instrumental, but a proper long form song mm-hmm. with lyrics. And I was like, This, this new direct is this a new direction they're going in because mm-hmm. it's different? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nine inch nailsy, but I mean,
1: it becomes more nine inch nailsy as it progresses. Yeah, it does. But that beginning part, you're like,
0: and it's in seven, this? it's in like seven, eight, mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay. I mean, we've heard unusual time signatures before, but this is, you know, it's, it, it's, I don't know. It feels like a new direction and the guitar is way different than anything we've heard before or since. And it didn't, I was like, okay, this is, they're gonna be more like this from now on. Not quite. <laughs> it, maybe it was just a one-off experiment to try something Kinda like, like this. Kind of like
1: perfect drug. Just a yeah, one-off. You're yeah, you're right.
0: And they never went back to being like that. <laughs> <laughs> But I really like the direction, whatever it, it was.
1: It works really well for this song.
0: It's so sad and mournful and uh, emotionally. Uh,
1: I feel like he's just very vulnerable in this song. Yeah. And it it's really confronting.
0: It's one of the saddest. Is saddest the right word?
1: <laughs> it's, it's pretty effing saddest, Blake. <laughs> I should
0: just play it. Okay, so it starts with The Rain. Six minutes, 15 seconds, by the way.
1: And I love all six minutes. Yeah, it does
0: so many different things, too.
1: Mm -hmm, It really does. The beginning is like a whole different song.
0: And just that right there. Atmospheric pads, okay. I bet it's Danny. Danny doesn't really sound like Trent's style. He's also doing super soft sung
2: Mm -hmm.
0: lyrics that are like hard to hard It's hard to catch what he's saying. A little bit unintelligible, which is usually not his style.
1: Kind of shoegazy in that way, maybe. Yeah.
0: I do like this little soft, uh, soft key thing, which I'll talk about later. And you only hear this once in the song, this part. Of that electronic um, percussive thing. Mm-hmm. It just got like twice as loud, by the way. The volume jumps so much right there.
1: And you can actually really hear his vocals clearly for the first time.
0: Yeah, they do come in way more clear. This whole album, by the way, has extreme dynamic range. The mastering is not all smashed up to the maximum volume, you know. Of course, the, now it's in 4-4. Another time signature. <laughs> it goes on to uh, six-eight type thing, which is pretty cool. Like a, a yet another direction. The song is so guitar, so guitar-based, guitar, drum, vocal, and not a lot of l- electronic. a way more rock bandy song than you know you're used to hearing from them even quieter vocals on verse 2 Taken from the Great Below. If he didn't, if he didn't catch that, by the way. I wonder who's doing the drum?
1: I think Dylan, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is wrong, it discredits Reznor and Loner for oh. the oh. Um, for the performance
0: okay, well maybe it's Trent knocking out the beats uh, or Danny so this is another um, get away from me, I song, uh, get away from me, I'm uh, poison
2: mm-hmm.
0: don't come near me, I'm too sad I like these uh, vocal harmonies, too. I love this key part. that one what do you think yeah she's too sad folks (laughs) it is a heartbreaking (laughs) seeing it live too still breaks hearts that's one i didn't ever think that was gonna be (laughs) translated to a live setting somehow they did it it.
1: wasn't for a long time yeah
0: it took forever
1: um i think it wasn't until uh 2017 ish
0: around there i'm gonna say
1: i have a link to it um, a 2018, "Golden, Black, and Infinite." Tour. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's where it's made its debut. Sixteen years in Chicago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I can play you that debut performance, just a little piece of it.
0: It was really cool hearing it in the encore. Yeah. i are going to uh, <laughs> I'm
3: gonna dig deep you. into the deep cuts.
1: He should have been like, "I'm going to go even deeper." Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, they're gonna play even deeper. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) People are losing their shit.
1: Not yet, they don't know what it is. Well,
0: God, I bet people flipped. It's like, what is this? What is this? Yeah, I wouldn't believe my ears. Yeah, Robin translates that. going
1: a lot of phones floating around recording that
0: yeah they're like gotta get this shit <laughs> on the internet this is a a first timer
1: yep so yeah i think that the inclusion the creation and inclusion of this song is gonna bump my uh score for halo 17 my inch rating way high
0: yeah this may be the best on here Mm -hmm. well debatably i i could go back and forth it's definitely a highlight for me right it's a top one or two
1: this and leaving hope are my favorite of the new
0: um material
1: for sure same although i do love adrift in that piece i don't want anyone to think i don't love it i do I,
0: i do but i don't think it quite competes with and all that could have been in leaving hope um, Do you have
1: any clips? That's the question.
0: Yeah, let's see. Okay, had to uh, loop those drums. So uh so tom based. We don't really have snare and or s- or cymbals.
1: I love a good tom based.
0: Yeah, it's really effective. Really dramatic. Um, Some isolated vocals.
3: Please take this and run far away. Far I had
0: to get the harmony too
3: Can see I am tainted and happiness and peace of mind were never meant for me all these pieces and promises and left behind. if only i could see in my nothing
0: okay and the last thing i have is a comparison between this and apart from great below i think i guess this is like a sequel song to great below
1: is it from the fragile sessions or is it something that was recorded later i in and wiki says it's Considered something that was recorded at the time of the fragile Uh, But I don't I
0: think the real answer is no one actually knows that Because he hasn't said To me Just to my ear It doesn't sound the same as stuff recorded from those sessions It sounds like a different direction Even though it is heavily related And you know Shares the lyrical content Or at least that one line it sounds like reflecting back a little bit later on it you know and just yeah it has a it has a more even though it's bigger and louder and more layers it's still a more stripped down feel to me than fragile which is thousands of meticulous layers
2: mm-hmm.
0: done over a period of years um i don't know it's just a gut feeling that tells me it was done a bit later for still sessions but i could be totally wrong maybe it was just on the hard drive it it was birthed out of great below either way this is i made this little clip to show their musical connection there's a piano motif that they share Step up and I I matched it. I think i realized till way later that they share that little line hmm. but i like it
1: all right our next one is the persistence of loss which is another theme you think
0: i think it's a one hour photo piece mm-hmm. this one is is pretty different there's another one that just kind of does one thing i always really liked this one i think it was mostly like the horn section
1: mm-hmm.
0: that made my ears perk up i was like oh you don't hear that on a nine-inch nils song. When often. Nen
1: gets horny.
0: When Nen gets horny, and I'm not talking purest feeling. I guess that's more sexy.
1: <laughs> that's very sexy. That's triple X sexy.
0: Another one that's in a three-four, but it does a this interesting five-measure progression. It's kind of off-kilter. So I could totally see it as a score piece. I don't know if it fits that movie that well. But maybe.
1: Might make it even creepier than it is. Maybe.
0: So yes, it's just... Piano, a little guitar plucks, a horn section that comes in. And the the horn players are credited in, in the liner notes. They are. As well.
1: There's Dennis Aiko Yaman, Howard Pink, Weston Davis Probst, John Reeks, and William Schultz.
0: Yeah, I didn't recognize anyone, but <laughs> some string, like violin type stuff. I like that little bend too. Is that an
1: oboe? <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's probably not. It's probably brass.
1: I don't think it's an oboe.
0: No, I'm dumb. It's.
1: We had one oboe player in our high school band, and it.
0: I don't think we had it one. Really stood out. Yeah, it's.
1: It's like kind of it's, squawky.
0: It's so reedy. It's a weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: Weird instrument. We had what someone else that? who played the French horn. Her boyfriend, and he was the only French horn player.
0: Oh, we had a small section.
1: So they both picked the weirdest instruments you could for a high school band.
0: I really like this. I always did. It's just different. Even though it just does the one thing, the layering is very nice. We're getting some deep uh, bass synth as well. That Okay, that almost sounds clarinet I know, like. I was about to say,
1: that sounds like that's a clarinet. A, that's
0: a reed and not a brass.
1: That's... That's deaf a clarinet.
0: Okay. But you would know you're the clarinet player.
1: Well, like that was 20 years ago. My brother in Christ. Over 20 years. Okay.
0: (laughs) Hey, I haven't played trumpet in 20 years. for a montage that needs to slowly build get the two most depressing titles at the end of this to <laughs> de- persistence of loss followed by and leaving, leaving hope.
1: hope if your mom oh, saw huh. this laying on your dresser she'd be like are you okay
0: as long as it has no swear words Yeah, just like abandon hope, all ye who enter still.
1: All ye who listen here.
0: Yeah. You can feel all hope draining from your body as we end this record. But also, it's kind of nice.
1: Mm, I agree. What a lovely way to go, to lose it That's all. That's
0: how I want to go. <laughs> um, I, I didn't take any clips out of that or out of leaving hope. Interesting. I I didn't just, there's nothing I felt the need to take clips of. They're both instrumentals and they stand on their own. I don't know. All
1: right. I don't have anything to add to that. Um, okay. Never been played live. There's but should not be. A lot, a lot to say there. Uh, but Leaving Hope is our final track.
0: He finally named a song after his um, publishing company. That's name, right. His publishing
1: way. company, Leaving Hope. So, oh, I was reading about this, and so on NIN Wiki, they said that a potential source for leaving hope uh, might have come from the horror film Pumpkinhead, hmm. because there's a sign that says Leaving Hope. And we know that Reznor is a horror is, film fan. You've seen Pumpkinhead. We watched yeah, it Yeah, we watched it
0: recently. A is couple it, years ago. It, it, was, like
1: a, it was pandemic Halloween. I think we watched it, right?
0: One or two Halloweens ago. What yeah. Was it a... Like a road sign, like now leaving, like a town called Hope.
1: That's what You're would now be leaving my Hope. guess, yeah.
0: So you can tell I don't remember the details of the movie that way. Well. I don't
1: remember the details, yeah, of that part. It had a cool uh,
0: uh, monster. What's the guy's name? Stan Winston.
1: Did he do that?
0: Yeah, he oh. did the monster. That's why it's so memorable.
1: Um, this song also... After Hurricane Katrina, Reznor let an advertising agency use the song in a PSA to promote a mental health hotline Whoa! for those who were affected by Hurricane Katrina.
0: How heartbreaking. Yeah. (laughs) On so many levels. It's called
1: leaving fucking hope.
0: Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: But there's almost like a tinge of hope in the song. The song isn't. It's
1: so lovely. It's a
0: lovely song. It's not just like dour.
1: Yeah. No. And again, this was a song that was sampled by Coyle. For that same remix album, the remix track is called All This Has Always. Wait, let me try this again. All This Has Always to Be Filmed. The cameraman has to wear a black leather coat.
0: They put a little more work into titling than they did um, (laughs) creating the sounds, but we'll get to that later. Let's listen to the actual track here. And this is an almost six minute one as well. That it starts with all these tinkles.
1: I love a good tinkle, good
0: piano tinklage. Mm-hmm. synth
1: because we don't know how the themes from one hour photo like which songs they are and what he even used I feel like the piano part in this could have been something that came from a theme Maybe. And he later just embellished and fleshed it out more into this trap.
0: I really like how that... There's a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. I like how that melody is played by guitar pinch harmonics. I think that's what that is. I'm not a guitar guy. Don't be mad at me. Also, the insane synthy thing, Mm -hmm. I think is the swarmatron... I wasn't the first to say that. I think it was Ixie who pointed it out and I agree. It comes back. I'll I'll, I'll explain more when when we get to it. Just a lot of cool sound. This, This is the instrumental that the most like work went into on here. Instead of the guitar harmonic, we got this really nice piano. Harmony thing there. Okay, yeah, you can hear the Swarmatron coming back. Hmm. It's heading toward one, all the oscillators are heading toward one pitch, and then they spread out again, which is how the Swarmatron works. that he had the Swarmatron at this time, but it's possible. It certainly sounds Maybe like Maybe he it.
1: borrowed it from a friend. Maybe. Maybe.
0: It's like 10 out there in existence. <laughs> Man, it would be cool to own one.
1: How much, if I was were to buy a Swarmatron, like what would I be out?
0: 10, 20 grand. Poof. I, I, I looked them up at one point. I Don't quote me on that. It's, uh, it's too much. Are there really much.
1: so few in existence?
0: It's a boutique, mm-hmm. like uh, just handmade by two like dudes. Like a the spoke thing. Yeah, they're just so hand, handmade. By. are those...
1: Two dudes still around making them?
0: I don't know. I don't know that they're still making it.
1: going to associate a lot of these instrumentals with Robin Williams just walking around being blonde and sad.
0: <laughs> so very blonde. Bleach blonde. Yeah. Oh, the pluckies.
1: And then the Trent vocals.
0: Yeah, so this does have Trent's voice. Mm-hmm. It may even be like the same because they put his voice in a sampler for like the frail and stuff. Mm-hmm. It could be left over from that. very effective more harmonics there and it yeah the song goes out on a um, solid minute and a half of, of this <laughs> which is pretty bold but it it sounds cool
1: it does sound cool
0: Yeah, he's kind of all over the place with his voice there, too. I wish I had a powerful enough voice to make, like, a whole orchestra out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta train it.
0: God, it's, it's too late. As Trent said, it's too late for me.
1: Aw, don't say <laughs> that.
0: nice long leisurely exit on that that track yeah it takes its time and it it earns it that's the end of still what was that coil track called
1: okay the coil track was called all this has always to be filmed okay that's the short version there's another sentence there if you want to hear that
0: and yes i know a lot of you out there and like coil and trent has always been a fan of coil and vice versa. Um
1: I was actually listening to this and I kinda dug it. It's just kinda like a dark ambient album. So
0: I listened and I mean the the one that just reverses a drift in it piece was so I was a little put off by the laziness of it. <laughs> and this also is this is not quite as lazy as that one. Okay, seven and a half minutes. It's more than just like reversing and delaying the track. There's more going on in this one. Okay, you can hear a little bit of it there. It's just kinda, it's like a sound collage where little pieces of it are used. they're employing the delay effect again slowing it down maybe but anyway you can hear yeah. it's in there
1: and you can find it it's on Spotify like it's easily streamable so yeah definitely look for it I I thought it was kind of cool all right so the song again never been played live I think it made a couple of fan dream set lists. Um.
2: Oh yeah. Like
1: uh, yeah,
0: I remember it was in mine. Yeah, I would. I would love to hear it played live.
1: Yeah, so it it does have a lot of love from the fans, um, and it's. I think it's quite beautiful. So
0: yeah, I agree.
1: Before we give our ratings and inches, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't find a lot of like reviews of this album at all. Um,
0: no pitchfork
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: didn't. Wasn't on their radar,
1: so I thought it'd be funny to look at the Amazon reviews.
0: <laughs> oh, and this will be good. This
1: might be my new thing. Is just oh, looking at we, Amazon yeah, reviews. Why haven't
0: we been doing this?
1: I suggested it, and you were like, "Our podcast is already too long." Okay. And I was like, "Okay, well, well I'll yeah, find not a way. Always. I'll find a way to work These it are in."
0: Generally unhinged.
1: This. <laughs> so um, currently, it, at least when I looked it up, it had sixty-nine ratings, and nice. I wrote "nice" in my notes <laughs> next to
0: that. Good grief. <laughs>
1: And out of the sixty nine ratings, there were two one star reviews.
0: You sons of bitches!
1: One was from a verified purchaser, and the other was not. <laughs> so, the verified one,
0: purchaser, like, yeah. there's proof that they bought it off yeah, Amazon. Or? Yeah,
1: they do that. So, like, if okay. you review an item, they know, and they're they're like, okay, this person actually bought it. And they then if bought, someone, like,
0: I wonder if they bought a physical copy off Amazon or.
1: My guess is they bought a used copy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Whatever, but because this rating was left October 24th, 2009. Hmm. And uh, it's written by L. Cole. This is the verified purchase. And the title is It's Not the CD's Fault.
0: (laughs) You know it's going to be a banger. (laughs) It's going to be so good. Starts like
1: that. The review. Jesus. The CD arrived shattered. When (laughs) I posted the review the first time, it was removed without my permission. What? Oh, well, I will never order anything from Magic Bus Records again.
0: <laughs> Magic Bus Records? That's I guess the that's like a, store a vendor sell on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon.
1: That they bought it from. Uh, found Magic helpful Bus. by three people. So.
0: Three people read that and were like, yeah.
1: Magic Bus sucks. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I always love it, though, when people go on to rate, like, just the condition of the item, not like the the item itself, but they're like, this book had a weird smell. One star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amazon is more geared toward, you know, consumer ratings than it is, like, music criticism, I well, guess. Well, yeah. I mean, so, there
1: are people who take it very seriously and leave, yeah. like, long, detailed uh, criticisms. I guess. Yeah. So the not verified purchaser... On May 30th of 2008, <laughs> D. Lewis, not verified again, mm-hmm. titled, This Sucks Like a Giant Vacuum Cleaner.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. <All> right, Cute.
1: <laughs> and they wrote, Based strictly on the small sample I've heard of each tune... I guess they're just on there listening to like (laughs) 30-second clips or something.
0: (laughs) Wow. You can't base a review off that, my dude.
1: That's cheating. I'd say this album sucks in a mighty way. I hope I'm completely wrong. Then Uh, they say, I want Trent and his pals to become aware of the heavy and their cut, Colleen.
0: Oh, my God. Or Colleen.
1: I don't know how you say that. Colleen. Colleen. Okay, I'm deciding again. I don't know. I want Trent and his pals to become aware of the Heavy and their cut, co- Colleen. That oughta pinch their ponies.
0: What the? F- is this a ninety year old man trying to promote like his grandson's band? I don't band? know
1: what the Street Team is doing here. I don't know. This
0: is a backdoor promotion
1: for the Heavy.
0: Look, if if you're in a band, you don't try to make a name for yourself just by dissing a big old <laughs> Well, I band. went
1: and I looked up the Heavy. Oh my and God. then I looked at the band members to see if any one of them were named D. Lewis, and they weren't. So it was kind of disappointing. I was it's, hoping a band member went on it's here. It's one of
0: their dads.
1: <laughs> anyway. That
0: ought to pinch their ponies. Those yeah. are the,
1: the two one-star reviews. So Okay,
0: we'll have to keep doing that. That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, Blake.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's time to give our rating in an inches. And we're reviewing three components as one, we decided.
0: Yeah, you have to give Still, because we gave one to the CD, the live CD, the live DVD. Oh, crap, okay, I didn't write
1: down all my ratings, though.
0: I didn't either. I forgot. But it's okay. Just give one to Still, and then give one overall Halo 17 as a whole.
1: Okay. You go first.
0: Oh, God. I Okay, I didn't think about this enough. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, so you So,
1: I sent you a message. You did? It was a long time ago. <laughs>
0: how long ago it was like a week ago okay i lost it
1: and i messaged you i think i took a screenshot of it um and i said i was listening to and all that could have been like i was just in the room like listening re-listening to this to still and Mm -hmm. i texted you as i was listening to and all that could have been and i said i am giving halo 17 27 inches based on this song alone
0: 27 where does 27 come from
1: nine times three Oh. Because I thought we were rating it as a whole. <laughs> and so that was my rating for Halo Halo 17 as a whole. So
0: you thought And All That Could Have Been was imperfect. You did not.
1: I didn't say it was bad. No,
0: you didn't. But you didn't give it a perfect rating. No. But now you're kind of going back on all that.
1: Because I have to. Because And All That Could Have Been, the song is that good.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. It is that good. Yeah. And Leaving Hope and several yes. of the others.
1: Yes. I definitely, this is the highlight for me of... <gasps> Halo 17, I guess, perfect nine inches, but 27 inches, because I texted that, so I have to stand by that.
0: Okay, 27, that's for Halo 17 as a whole? Yes. What did you give to still by itself? I would
1: just give it a perfect nine. It's-
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. No flaws. It's
1: Yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I liked the live DVD was, as I've said, super important to me, so- I don't know if I can say that still is the most or my favorite component, but in its own way, it it kind of is. It's, it's, it's an apples to oranges thing. It's hard to compare them. They're so different. The live stuff versus this, but I'd give, (laughs) once again, I'm going to do one inch above Jess. Always. (laughs) I was going to give still a 10, because I have, I find no fault in it, but I give it that extra, that extra inch for being important to my childhood or my teen years, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. My uh, early and,
1: college years. So, I feel like yeah. I'm robbing the cradle whenever you talk uh, about how you're in high was, school and my I'm late, in college. It
0: was my late high school years. I know. I'm, only, only, I'm a, only
1: two years older. Yeah, but
0: literally. We're not that far apart.
1: It still makes me feel kind of creepy. Um, Sorry.
0: But formative, you could say. hmm Halo seventeen as a whole, adding them all together, I'll give an eleven.
1: <laughs> you're not even going to say twenty eight to have one inch above me.
0: No, I can't always rely on that. <laughs> um, that gimmick that's going to get old. I'll give them more real. Your twenty seven is kind of a, an absurd. I'll Listen, give them more it realistic. Didn't seem
1: absurd when I ate a gummy and listened to this album. Okay,
0: well, nothing seems absurd when you're flying high. <laughs>
1: In the friendly skies, as more watching and the world
0: pass you by, mm-hmm. your best friend that you're that, that you're taking a ride with is a gummy.
1: <laughs> and you know what is sad <sighs> is when you get a disappointing gummy because it does happen, and sometimes they do let you down. So yeah, whatever.
0: Just like The Last of Us. Whenever we saw Depeche Mode live, I was like, "Hey, that's the Last of Us song," and everyone looked at me with.
1: <laughs> this is not true. But everyone it would have been looked a really at me like. Story. With, <laughs>
0: They stared daggers at me like god get out of here you fucking loser. Get
1: out of here poser.
0: I give it a gentleman's 11. Okay. Um it's great. Great Halo. It's not it's not like the fragile which I gave some absurd thing. Mhm. 14? What
1: did I give it? I I can't remember. It was one above mine. It's a little above that, or a little below that. We need our, um, we need Jack, who is our official Nailed archivist, to go back and tell us all of our ratings.
0: I think he was supposed to be working on a Nailed wiki, mm. so there needs to be a page just all of our rankings our listed. Rating,
1: our rankings are so in a nice little insane chart and make no sense.
0: Someone get on that, please. <laughs> um, okay, twenty-seven and eleven sounds fair.
1: Yeah, I think that sounds great. Twenty-seven, eleven. Not
0: what I expected.
1: Hmm. Not at all. So Blake, can I just say congratulations? You made it through the Fragile Era. We did. did it. We?
0: I mean, we haven't done Tomb Raider, which I consider the Those most are
1: bonuses. Those most are all important fun. Part of the Fragile Era. I feel like <laughs> deep. I feel like um, these. The content in this has not always been fun to discuss or to listen to over and over and over. So, yeah. congrats, we made it through the not, hardest part.
0: Yeah, and we're not truly done because we're going to do wrap up and. Uh, listener mail Mm -hmm. so
2: and we have a couple bonuses
1: so uh before we move on our next bonus we recorded today with chris turner from uh covet the cover which is an instagram account that i love you should go follow it totally Mm -hmm. um it's an account that posts really great uh cover art of albums and then talks about the design and the designers and the history behind it and kind of personal revelations about the album themselves So, great account. Go look it up, and he will be on here talking about the art of the fragile. We had a nice uh, conversation with him and his dog, Fudge.
0: Louder than Oscar.
1: Uh, I could barely hear Fudge, so don't don't lie.
0: Allegedly loud. I heard him a little bit. A
1: tiny bit.
0: Yeah, we had a sprawling conversation, not just about art, but... The vinyl format and other formats, and mm-hmm. music and congen- lot his history with Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. You'll like it. It's cool. It's on the bonus feed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Patreon dot com slash Nailed Pod.
1: It will be on the bonus feed. It's That's not. That's where yet. it'll
0: be. I'm just just saying, more than forty bonus episodes by the time that goes up are waiting for you behind the paywall. Yeah,
1: so you don't have to listen to just me and Dummy Blake. We got we dumbass got a nice... me. <laughs> oh, I meant like we're both dummies, not you. Oh, okay. Okay. You have to listen to me and Blake, the dummies. We got <laughs> we got someone else who's very smart talking about design right. coming in.
0: So. A real designer, mm-hmm. unlike us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, also on that Patreon, our Discord community, which is constantly growing and blowing up.
1: Blake, what else is going on oh, on the Patreon? You're talking about patrons? the merch,
0: merch giveaway,
1: merch giveaway. Every
0: month we give away merch to a lucky patron,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this month. A patron, uh, Aaron, donated uh, very timely and all that could have been on vinyl.
1: Mm-hmm. Not official.
0: Not official, but it's cool silver vinyl. Mm-hmm. Sealed, never opened, obviously. We're going to give it away to one lucky patron uh, chosen at random. So to find out more about that, uh, go to the Patreon.
1: Or go to our Instagram and yeah, read also about it. Follow
0: us at NailedPod Instagram, Twitter nailedpod at gmail.com nailedpod.com is where everything is kept that's right merch too
1: and you know what you don't have to pay anything to support us if you just want to go and rate us on the podcast app you're listening to and leave a review on apple Podcasts. Yeah. that helps the leave a glowing well.
0: five-star review five stars only
1: <laughs> i mean if you just want to talk about oscar go for it give
0: them five stars
1: yeah i mean if you hate us but love oscar At least let him know he's loved, you know?
0: Right. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fine if you hate us and love him. That's okay. He's an innocent cat. Come on.
1: Well, you do have some claw marks on you. He's not that innocent.
0: This dude draws blood on me on like a monthly basis. (laughs) I didn't realize until like the next day. Yeah,
1: that happens. these were gashes. Yeah. So sometimes he'll try to like climb up on the couch and he'll just dig his claws like right right into you. Oh, he scratched
0: me. And then the next day, I was just like, "What are these alarming red red gashes?"
1: Fight with Wolverine or something? (laughs) What the hell happened? (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! Yeah, cats, man, they're great. But yeah, uh, rate review. Uh, Do we have anything else?
2: Uh, Did we get it all?
0: I think we did.
1: We covered all business.
0: All business covered. Nice. Stay tuned for the last few of the Fragile Era.
1: That's right. And.
0: And then on to something else.
1: With teeth. (laughs) Not to keep you guys in suspense, but we'll be talking about the with teeth era after this.
0: Oh, that's how it goes Uh chronologically. Uh Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's not. We've been going a while.
1: It's time to watch Milf Manor and eat some popcorn.
0: Milf Manor, baby. No one can know we watch that.
1: Okay. It's time to go watch 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After and eat some popcorn.
0: It's time to watch This Ain't Milf Manor from Vivid Entertainment. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Jesus.
0: i hope everyone's turned off it's, the podcast by now
1: honestly we're probably uh, gonna go to bed because it's midnight and we're old and we recorded no. two podcasts today i need a day of rest Ugh, i could sleep for a thousand years but i got too much shit to do okay this is going on too much yep uh thank you everyone
0: yeah thanks everybody didn't that make you feel better